Welcome to this week's serving of Oyster Stew, a mix of financial services commentary and insights. Each week, we'll discuss what is happening in the industry based on what we see as we work with regulators and clients. We hope you come away with the knowledge and tools to help you make the best decisions for your firm's future. Hi everybody, I'm Elizabeth Gatlin, your host for today's podcast. Competitive challenges are causing forward-thinking firms to determine the appropriate process, technology, financial, and strategic investments to stay ahead or even just keep up. Today I'm joined by Oyster Managing Director Pete McAteer, who will be discussing when and why you should be evaluating your current clearing platform and what goes into that assessment. Pete has spent the past 20 years leading complex organizational and operational integrations, change management and implementations, client service programs, technology and SDLC control programs, process improvements, and clearing vendor evaluations. So Pete, let's jump right in with a pretty basic question. Should you be evaluating your clearing platform and why? Of course you should be evaluating. You should be evaluating on a regular basis. But generally what we say is a formal evaluation should be done within a year to year and a half prior to the expiration of your current contract. You should be doing this because it's healthy to take a look at your current contract as well as examine some of the other uh, offerings that are out there with the other clearing firms. What are the first steps your firm should be taking? Well, the first steps are really understanding your business and understanding and seeing if, you're, if your business has changed significantly over the last few years. So what we like to do is, is come and understand your strategy, understand your growth plans, your data, your analytics, and then we can benchmark that against uh, other firms similar to you. But what you should really understand is what has changed. Has your contract morphed? and have been adapted to meet those changes in your business. And if you've got a change in growth strategy and has not been clearly communicated to your clearing firm partner, then there's a huge opportunity at that point to ensure that your contract reflects who you wanna be in the next three to five years. What are the key things in my contract I should be looking at? Looking at the term, the termination clauses, uh, the key cost drivers, what's really driving your expense and is, is that uh, in relation to your business, are there other opportunities to reduce some of those ex, uh, expenses. Um, and then you know, when it comes to growing your platform or integrating other uh, solution providers, are they involved in your projects? Are they helping you? Are they leading by example are they sharing their lessons learned are they sharing you know uh, opportunities to integrate more closely or more deeply with uh, key partners they have on their platform already so if i've completed my current state assessment then what's next after you've done your current state assessment we have an opportunity then to evaluate the firm and we like we call it holding a mirror up to your leadership team We've done our current state assessment. We document that. We we ground our observations and our and our findings, if you will. We're not really auditors, but uh, we ground our observations with your leadership team, and we ensure that we have accu accurately captured who you are today and what, what's happened over the last few years. Once we've established that and grounded that, we'll then take a look at: Is your clearing platform provider supporting you in this space? If they are. 
great. If there's an opportunity to enhance or, or fortify that, that engagement with your clearing, clearing partner, we'll identify that and discuss that. If there are better, maybe more, uh, better fit clearing partners out there, we may suggest pulling in, calling in the other clearing firms just to get an opportunity to see what's changed since the last time you did a full evaluation of your clearing vendor. So you just mentioned examining your firm's expenses. Um, can you tell me more about that? Sure. Every firm, every business has a, has a P&L. And with your clearing arrangement, with your clearing contract, there are both revenue opportunities, revenue sharing opportunities, which, which we'll get to in just a minute. And then there are your expenses, direct expenses related to your clearing platform and your operations support. So when you look at all of those items and you, and you look at uh, reconciling your, your monthly clearing invoice, is there an opportunity there to take a look at what are the, some of those bigger expenses? And then when you look at those bigger expenses, are those expenses still aligned with when you initially signed your first contract? Are there opportunities with scale and meeting certain breakpoints to reduce some of those? And we've also seen in recent, recent engagements over the last two to three years, uh, move towards asset-based uh, pricing. So that then your clearing firm would be incentivized one, one area of expenses you should be looking at is with all the major projects that you have going on, have you engaged your clearing vendor to see if they can help you? Is there an opportunity to enhance or build or amend your current, current clearing contract for them to help you with an API, which is, uh, which is an application programming interface, which allows you to have deeper integrations and, and bilateral data flow? Uh, amongst uh, many, many, many different platform solutions that are out there. It creates a more integrated experience. That's one, ex one opportunity. There's also some pricing opportunities where your clearing vendor may have close relationships or in fact, in some cases we know may own some of the other uh, solution providers and they can provide some scale in their pricing and perhaps reduce your costs. How do you know if your current arrangement is supporting your growth plan? I think it's important when we talk about uh, a strategic vendor, a strategic vendor being your clearing vendor. They're probably your number one expense outside of people and paying out commissions. Uh, if your clearing vendor is not keenly familiar and engaged with your growth plan and growth strategy, and you notice as you go back to review your uh, current contract, if it doesn't seem aligned, there's an opportunity. And the, the clearing firms out there are fully aware and fully capable and eager to ensure they stay aligned with your growth because they do benefit from your growth. So how do you assess if your clearing vendor is fully engaged or not? Uh, so you look at the overall relationship uh, we talk a lot about vendor governance and having, having a PMO or a solid vendor management structure where you're constantly reviewing the performance of your vendor and how well they are supporting you. Uh, you should be at least having weekly or monthly discussions with your relationship manager. You probably are having daily meetings or, or discussions, interactions with uh, anybody in the back office and from your middle office. That's just ongoing business as usual. But from a strategic standpoint, 
your, if your relationship manager is not having those discussions or asking you about your growth strategy or having at least quarterly check-ins with perhaps some senior leadership from their firm that can help brainstorm and think through and ensure that they understand the changes or inflection points in your business. If you've had significant growth or significant attrition or you're planning a significant acquisition, uh, your clearing vendors should be aware of some of those things so that they can be aligned and prepared to support your uh, to support your needs. How do you know if you are current with your clearing partner's offerings? Well, a lot of times what we find out, and as we stated earlier, uh, the technology changes. The technology is changing on a regular basis. Sometimes you ask, keep asking questions, you keep asking the question, you keep asking the question, you keep getting no, it's not ready yet, no, it's not ready yet, it's no, it's not ready yet, it's on our roadmap. You stop asking the question. So it's important that you, you, you hold your clearing firms accountable for what your needs are. If they cannot solve your needs and you cannot find alternative solutions, it's important to keep pressing on those, those things. And then benchmark. That's why, as we mentioned earlier, it's important to also keep your eyes and ears open, look outside your box, visit with the other clearing firms just to ensure you're staying up to date with what they're doing and what they've developed. Even talking to some of your peer firms that may be on the same clearing platform or on alternative clearing platforms, just to, just to say, hey, we're having this problem. How have you solved this? A lot of these industry conferences, you go to SIFMA Ops, you go to the BISA conference, you go to FSI, there's a lot of benchmarking going on at those conferences. So it's important just to keep asking the questions, stay current on what's out there, and you know, stay current with what's going on in your firm and what specific issues or opportunities there are to improve and increase your efficiencies if there are systemic uh, technological integration type solutions available. If you have identified technology gaps, what are your next steps? I think it's, it's important to ask your number one vendor first, your clearing partner. If they're your strategic partner, you should be bringing any of those, those gaps to their attention and, and just investigating whether or not they have solutions that will meet your needs. Oftentimes they'll have API, APIs, as I mentioned earlier. Those are ways to integrate other solutions out there that can help streamline and make a more seamless uh, one-stop experience for your advisors and perhaps your clients. Um, you can ask them for project support if it's something they haven't done that would benefit them with their other clients to develop that integration. Uh, there's an opportunity there. You can you know, just monitor their roadmap and monitor the other clearing firms' roadmaps for that matter to ensure you're understanding which integrations are more prevalent, which integrations are deeper. And I think that's another point that needs to be made is around the depth of integration. You hear a lot about APIs and data interfaces. Uh, how deep are those integrations? How thorough are they? And you always have to question um, you know, where, where are those limitations and where does it stop? How do you ensure their servicing and support models are meeting your needs? Well, I think it's important, uh, again, as we mentioned earlier, to have service level agreements with your clearing firm. And to be, to be crystal clear, I think, to, and to restate the obvious, sometimes your middle office operational folks are so close to the day-to-day -day operations that they may not sometimes see or feel 
uh, where there are opportunities. They feel like that's the business as usual. That's the way it should be because they don't have a way sometimes to kind of stand back away from it, you know, raise themselves up to 10 or 20,000 feet and look at it as the executives of a firm should. Uh, we encourage either monthly or quarterly sessions with your clearing vendor to, to review the service level agreements and to see where those are meeting or exceeding or not meeting your, your needs. It's important to evaluate those metrics and to ensure as your metrics are trending up, if new accounts are going up, uh, ACAT receives are going up, uh, how consistently are those being done, money movement requests, how often uh, are there any escalations, any issues there. Just ensure that there's just an ongoing conversation and metrics. Uh, we also encourage uh, any issues or defects or enhancement opportunities are tracked in a spreadsheet, sort of in, I would say, almost in a project management sort of approach, which is, which is my background, is that you have any action items, risks, issues clearly logged, documented, and uh, ensure that those are being prioritized and brought to the attention of your clearing firm. If you don't ask and you don't hold them accountable, sometimes uh, those things uh, don't see the light of day and you wonder three or four years later why things haven't changed. I know there is a lot more to say on the subject, but to be respectful of everyone's time, we'll have more podcasts covering the vendor selection and change management process coming soon. Thanks again for listening to the Oyster Stew podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so we can continue to bring you resources to help you make the best decisions for your firm. If you're struggling with a topic and you'd like us to do a podcast on it, or you'd like a free consultation, feel free to reach out to us at 804-965-5400 or by visiting our website at oysterllc.com.